Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Labour Party's support for war crimes being committed by Israel has caused a massive, massive backlash, not just within broader society, but within the Labour Party as well. And a number of councillors have resigned across the country, as well as other figures within the Labour Party, in protest at Labour's support for pretty hideous war crimes, to say the least, now being committed with the support of the British government, a state obviously heavily armed by Britain and its allies. And I'm really honoured to be joined by two of those councillors, um, Chaisa Aziz, um, um, a councillor in Oxford, who I've worked with over the years, for example, organising demonstrations against Donald Trump, uh, and Amna Abdelatif from my home city, sort of, of Manchester. Um, firstly, welcome. Um, quite a week for you both, to say the least. Why did you resign, Shyster? Hi, Owen. Thanks for having us on. So I'll be honest with you, I had no choice. There was no choice. There was an option of resigning, and that was it. Um, I am someone who really believed in the values of the Labour Party. I became a councillor in my home city. Uh, it was a great honour for me to be representing my communities and the city that I grew up in. And then when I heard Keir Starmer's horrific comments, irresponsible, provocative and dehumanising comments about Israel having the right to cut off electricity, water and gas and food to the besieged population of Gaza, I, I was stunned. I still gave myself another 24 hours to try and process that. Um, and then the same horror was repeated by Emily Thornbury on Newsnight, and that broke me further. Um, in the meantime, I, and along, along with um, another councillor in Oxford, Dr. Amal Latif, uh, we wrote to our local and national uh, representatives of the Labour Party here in our city to ask if they could confirm this was the front bench line because if it was, then we had a serious problem with it. And we received nothing, Owen, uh, for 48 hours. When Dr. Amal Latif wrote back to say, my position now is untenable and I need to know, I need to hear from you, we got a copy and paste response about Hamas. We are asking about the civilians of Gaza and whether the leader of the party is endorsing collective punishment, which is illegal under international law. And the response is all about Hamas. Astounding horrifying and frankly unacceptable so we decided to resign and I have to tell you since that resignation I feel relief utter relief I feel deeply horrified and sad to put it mildly about what's going on in Gaza but I also feel really sad about the party and I never ever thought that I would be resigning because of this. Amna. Well, similarly to Shyster, I think, you know, I took a bit longer because I, I tend to process things slowly. And I, I like to think, you know, I give people a chance um, and I wanted to see whether there would be an apology or retraction after that LBC interview. However, what was what was obvious was that this was the party line. Um, when I tried to talk to other councillors and other Labour members, nobody would talk about it. Uh, everyone was scared. Um, there seemed to be this silencing that was going 
going on, you know, being told not to go to protest, being told that motions would not be accepted in, in, in the Labour Party around this issue, all sorts of silencing tactics that were going on. Um, and for me, it became then untenable. Uh, I couldn't sleep for days uh, over the weekend um, while I was kind of considering my position in the Labour Party. Um, seeing the images that were going on um, in Gaza were heartbreaking. Um, and I felt I felt a sense of complicitness sitting as an elected uh, member of the party um, under what seems to be the leadership line of the party around the situation in Gaza. Um, and to me, it, that just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sit with that. Um, I didn't join the Labour Party to be a careerist uh, politician. I joined because I wanted to support my community and to represent the community that I am in. Um, I joined because I knew the representation was not great in the area. You know, I was the first and, and only so far Arab uh, heritage woman to stand at Manchester City Council. Um, and, and that to me, you know, was was a huge thing but and I never thought again you know like Shaista I never thought that I would see myself ever leaving the Labour Party in this way um, but I, I, I don't see the Labour Party uh, fulfilling its own values and it certainly isn't fulfilling my values um, and so the decision became easy uh, on Monday morning I sent in my resignation and you know I'm, I'm very thankful that my local um, council was very supportive and understood the reasons for uh, my stepping down um, but uh, still you know it's, it's to me it's just so upsetting to have to have done that having spent the last decade um, of my life working within the Labour movement. Shalista, what are the demands that you would like to put on, well, all politicians, but obviously the Labour Party, now you've left the Labour leadership. A poll's come out now from YouGov showing 58% of the public think there definitely should be a ceasefire immediately, an immediate ceasefire. That includes 74% of Labour voters. 18% think there probably should. Um, whilst those who say there definitely should not are 3% 3 of the entire population put that in perspective, that's fewer than people who think the earth is flat. Hmm. Um, um, and 1% of Labour voters think there definitely shouldn't be. That is the position of the Labour Party, though. The Labour leadership's position is the flat earth position there. What's, your, what's, what's the demand? So the demand is really straightforward. First of all, please can the Labour leadership get a grip on itself? Can it understand the amount of anger and sadness and horror that is being felt. And frequently the issue of Israel and Palestine is framed as a Jewish Muslim issue, it's not. It's a human rights issue, it's a humanitarian issue, which disproportionately impacts the Jewish community and also the Muslim community in harmful ways, by the way, I'd like to add. You know, when we speak up, often as Muslims, we are smeared as being anti-Semites and called horrific things, terrorists, supporters, etc. And if you're Jewish, you are often accused of being Islamophobic as well. It's a zero game for those people who don't care about any of our communities or indeed the people of Israel or Palestine. They're busy trying to, you know, promote whatever ideologies and beliefs they have. So I think the first thing here is that the Labour Party needs to pause, pause and think. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The leader needs to come out and apologize and explain that if he misspoke, if indeed that's what it was, then he needs to apologize to that, about that and for that. And then very, very urgently, this party needs to call for an immediate and urgent ceasefire. It needs to call for the end of disproportionate lethal Israeli military force that has been busy pulverizing Gaza for the last days. Uh, that needs to stop. That's legal under international law. There needs to be a demand for full, unimpeded international aid access. There needs to be a demand that uh, uh, very quickly all the powers, all the invested powers in this region and beyond need to work to create a viable Palestinian state that is secure and safe and a place of dignity and hope for the Palestinian people. And that Israelis can also live with dignity and hope and they don't have to be terrified about their children being murdered, kidnapped and taken hostage. And that's what needs to happen. Right now in Israel, there is more bravery and more demand for peace than there is in the UK. We've got a prime minister who's gone over there, whose government has vetoed a ceasefire. And he mm. claims that he's going over there to talk about peace. What we're seeing is performative, performative nonsense, performative political nonsense in this country that is doing nothing to further peace, that is only creating more and more tension. And that is ultimately harming the communities that are hurting the most in this country. It is unforgivable. And for the Labour leader, to have the same line as a Tory prime minister in a crisis such as this is also unforgivable. Um, Amna, I mean, in terms of both of you sticking your heads above the parapet here and speaking out courageously, but we know we live in a society riddled with Islamophobia and misogyny for that matter. Can you just maybe talk through, because Shaisa just mentioned that there in terms of how when Muslim people speak out, for example, about issues like this, coming to attack. So can you just tell me about some of the response you've had maybe online? So the responses have been very varied, uh, I have to say. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I think some of it has been really great, uh, really great positive messages that I've had. And I appreciate every single person who's reached out um, because it means a lot, particularly when you're feeling overwhelmed, when there's so much media attention, where you've made a decision that was really, really difficult to, to have to make in the first place under the climate that we're currently in. Um, but obviously amongst that is lots of, um, you know, uh, attempts to um, attack um, very Islamophobic uh, comments, um, really derogatory uh, comments, um, you know, which is why I've decided, you know, ask media stations, do not tag me um, in your posts. Um, I don't want that attention from your readership. Um, you know, anyone who's attacked me um, uh, because I blocked the comments in my uh 
my resignation tweet. Uh, however, you can quote retweet uh, people. And I've had many who have called me all sorts of things um, on, on that. And I've just gone on a blocking spree, to be honest, because I'm not prepared um, to open myself up to that level of hatred and bigotry um, on my own social uh, media. Um, but it is, you know, we continually have to face um, huge bombardment of Islamophobic uh, rhetoric um, whenever uh, we speak out uh, about any issue, um, but particularly an issue like this, which is obviously incredibly sensitive, where people have very polarized opinions, even within our own communities. Um, and so, you know, it's difficult to kind of toe a line that feels like you're what we're asking for is a ceasefire. What, what we're saying is that we're disgusted by the fact that our own party has not asked for a ceasefire. Um, you know, why is that controversial? I don't know. Since when did asking for peace uh, get controversial? It feels really bizarre to be attacked uh, for calling on basic human rights to be upheld in a time of conflict. Um, but this is, you know, sometimes you get you have to put yourself um, in those positions in order to see change. And I'm I'm glad that we're seeing some of that rhetoric change a little bit. I think me and Chaista were talking uh, with some of the others that had resigned also, you know, that some of the language is shifting, not to the extent that it should, but it's shifting. And I'm glad that at the very least we've been able to do that, even amongst all of the crap that we've had to deal with. I mean, Shai's just on that, maybe just weaving some of that in, in terms of the Labour Party, the left, and, you know, being a space which fights racism, Islamophobia, which maybe doesn't support criminal wars and illegal sieges, which brutally kill people in, 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 in the least. I mean, what, what, what finally, what, what next? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling with, with, breathing deep enough here, I mean, I mean, what a state of affairs we're in, right? Uh, I've been a member, I've been a Labour councillor for six years. I have seen anti-Semitism in this party. It, it exists. There are people who still deny that it exists. It's outrageous. Islamophobia, casual Islamophobia, purposeful Islamophobia. The left in this country is an utter mess, and it has been for a very long time. My inspiration comes from lots of different places, including in Israel, where I have very close friends who are on the left and who are busy working day and night to try and find solutions and pathways to peace, and who understand pluralism, who understand diversity, and who understand this, the high stakes that they're working in. You know, they are being vilified. Uh, you know, some of them are hiding in their homes, not only because they're fearful of Hamas rockets, but also because they're fearful of the abuse that they're getting. And I think what the problem in this in this country, there's quite a few problems, but particularly with the left, is that people of colour are not welcome in the left. When we say this, we, we come under attack as well. There's this real desire for white saviourhood and to speak for us not to stand in solidarity with us, but to speak for us, to talk all over us, to tell us what we think and what we think is right, what we think is wrong. The reason why I've struggled with bullying and other things in the Labour Party is because I'm a woman who is a big fan of nuance. And I can see that you can hold multiple views and opinions at the same time. And there, there's a lack of education on the left about what real international solidarity is. That's not about constantly rocking up to protests and taking over the microphone and speaking over people. It's about understanding that you have privilege and power and you need to open up the space for everyone else, which is how you and I work, Owen. And, you know, I want to thank you again for standing up and speaking out as clearly as you do, because particularly as Muslims, we don't get we don't get that level of uh, solidarity. And, you know, you use your power and your privilege uh, in that way. And most people on the left don't. And I'm sure people will be annoyed when they hear me say this. But frankly, I don't care. 
well, I didn't deserve that, but I, I really appreciate it. And the most important thing, as I've tried to do here, is to try and uh, elevate the voices that we need to be hearing right now. And you two are very courageous voices who have stood up, made a massive impact, and standing up at a time like this is a matter of life and death. Um, you know, it couldn't be more serious than that. And, you know, I think history will damn those who didn't, uh, who, who didn't speak out at a time like this and will damn those who, who, who facilitated war crimes. So look, both of you, I just want to say thank you so, so much. Um, I know you're, you know, huge amount of people either watching this or listening to this. Um, I think we'll be in awe of what you've done and hugely appreciate what you've done. So to still remaining councillors, Shyster and Amna uh, in Oxford and Manchester, formerly of the Labour Party, uh, thank you so, so much and solidarity. Thank you, Owen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.